Welcome to Critical Transit, episode 36. Today we're going to focus on open streets. And uh, this is an event that I attended when I got back to Minneapolis at the end of June. Um, I did a bunch of recorded interviews with people on the street tabling and uh, and some other people just just attending who had something interesting to say. Um, And I cut out the most interesting ones and uh, we'll play them for you in this episode. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. Now, uh, what is open streets, you're asking? Well, open streets is a trend that's been growing exponentially in cities in the past few years. Uh, A few cities have had it for several decades. Uh, But it's been growing more recently as cities respond to calls from various populations for safer streets and more open space. Uh, Many cities have begun holding a series of open streets where... Uh, main arteries, uh, big heavy you know streets with a lot of heavy traffic usually um, are closed to cars and opened up to everyone else. So that includes uh, people, anybody, come as you are. As long as you don't have a motor vehicle, everything is cool. Um, you know, some people ride bikes, skates. Um, some of the these events have been uh, kind of long, like you know a mile or two long, and they'll have. Um, you know, a few vendors and stuff scattered throughout, and so it's, you know, it's more useful to be biking between sort of activity stations. And I think of it almost like business districts where you're biking between them. Uh, and then others, it's just, just a, you know, constant stream of stuff. And, uh, you know, it's it's nice to, to walk to. Um, the most congested one I've been to is in New York, where it's just, it's several miles long, but, you know, because it's New York, there's just so many thousands of people, and, uh, and there's just kind of stuff everywhere, and, um so these events usually have special programming. Um, they'll have vendors, live music, demonstrations. They'll have fun activities, things to keep the kids entertained. You know, bring the kids out and have fun and play in the street and um, and just you know some of these some of these cities just just put up a few cones. Uh, Cambridge, Mass has been doing for for many years has been putting up some cones on Memorial Drive, which is a, a four lane parkway on the along the the water. Um, and there's a little bike path right between the sandwich between the parkway and the river, uh, but on on Sundays in the, in the I think from April to November, they just put up some cones for about a mile a one mile section, and then people just get in the street and you see people skating and riding you know you see kids riding little bikes and it's just it's just a lot of fun. Um, but there's there's no real entertainment. I think in recent years there's they've started to see some food trucks, but um, but generally there's there's just been nothing. It's just the city just puts some cones and that's it. So, um, yeah, it can vary a, a lot. You know, most of these these events have, have a lot of programming. Uh, in Somerville, Mass., which is the Cambridge's neighbor uh, to the north, um, there are there's, there's a bunch of programming. They have five events per year, um, and they, you know, they just have various activities and, and local businesses and organizations and things. Um you know, you get like bike groups tabling for petitions and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, but you can just get out there and just have fun, enjoy the street. And uh, basically the idea is just to, yeah, just to get out and just uh, experience something different than, than usual and uh, and have a safe space to play. And, uh, and you've got to remember in a lot of these big cities, people don't have access to uh, open space or they certainly don't have easy access to it. So um, I remember when I lived in Somerville, Mass., one of the things that was talked about a lot was that there is, I think, like eighty percent of the land in the city was paved for you know streets, asphalt, and uh, and there's not a lot of open space. Most people didn't have easy access to good park spaces, and so it's just the idea of of giving people places to go and and to uh, you know to recreate. And I think this is a, a trend that's growing, and uh, in many places there have been calls for like, okay, why do we only get uh, a few days a year, you know, and you, uh, you know, you schedule on a Sunday morning and you you rush everybody to get out of there before one or two o'clock so that you can reopen the street to cars. And, uh, and it's like, well, if people really matter, then, uh, you know, we should get more than a few Sunday mornings a year. Um, so that's, that was the, there's been a push in New York for, for a big expansion of this. And, uh, because they only have three Sundays a year, I think. And, in, in various parts of New York, they've seen the opening of play streets, which are just uh, these residential streets that just are you now closed to cars, and uh, you know, kids just can just get out there and just do whatever. And it's sort of like that experience of being able to go outside and just play in the street that uh, so many people just don't have. And uh, you know, I, I never had that growing up either. So um, yeah, there's just it's just a lot of 
it's just a lot of fun, good time. So I went to Open Streets in Minneapolis, and I, I brought along the recorder, like I said. So I'll, I'll play some of that today. And I'm going to put links on the show notes to everyone that I interviewed and also to... Um, the other some of the other cities just not everything but just just some of the cities that do these types of things so you can get an idea of of just what's out there and uh you know if you're thinking of uh, that this would be a great idea why don't we have this in my city then um you know you can follow um you know and look at some of these links and you can you can find people to get in touch with and you can ask uh, you know how how does it um, how can we organize this? How can we convince the city to let us do this? Uh, the Minneapolis Bike Coalition is going to be a good resource to, to talk to um, because they organize the open streets here in, in Minneapolis. Um, and then in other places, some places it's it's uh, kind of spearheaded by the city. Um, in Somerville, I know in New York, it's spearheaded by the Department of Transportation. Uh, I think the same is true in Portland with their Sunday parkways. Um, and then in some places, it's just the city doesn't really do much of anything. It's just you know, people just, you know, the advocacy groups do, you know, all the work and, and raise the money and everything else. So, um, but the businesses definitely benefit. And I think it's one of the real great things about these open streets events is that they sort of demonstrate that, okay, when we get, when we get a lot of people out there, you know, these businesses don't need cars to support their business. And that's one of the big objections that we often hear. You know, we try to get more open space and safer streets and get objections from businesses who want, you know, unlimited car access because they think that it's that's what's supporting their business. And so many business owners seem to think that, uh, you know, everybody is driving to their business. And not only that, they're all parking in the one spot right in front uh, all at the same time. And um, if that one spot was closed, then they wouldn't get any business whatsoever. And, uh, and that's just not true at all. I mean, you can ask anybody with a bus stop in front of their business. Um, the fact is that in, in most of these busy urban areas, most people arrive by transit or on foot or a bicycle. But, you know, businesses don't, don't realize that because they don't hear about that. Because, you know, people who bike, you know, aren't really complaining. Like, they, you know, they can, they can see and they can tell people who bike to their, to their business. But those people don't tend to complain much. Um, you know, they can find a place to park. It's not usually a, a big hassle. Uh, transit users don't complain much because they're used to just walking a little bit and, you know, you get off at the bus stop. And um, the only time the transit users might complain if the bus stop is like, you know, several blocks away or something, they might they might say something. But they don't usually mention anything to the business owner. What the business owner hears about is, is parking uh, because people think that there's this guaranteed right to unlimited free parking. And so... Uh, that's why the business owners are always complaining to the city. They always say, think they need more parking. And if they heard from everyone, uh, then this would make a difference. And, and it makes a difference in uh, street reconstruction and reimagining projects in places where they're looking to install cycle tracks or bike lanes and you know where, where uh, car parking may be impacted to build wider sidewalks or whatever. The business owners often protest. And uh, some places, I think in um, Cambridge in recent years, there were a couple studies that were done. Um, if you send me an email, I'll try to look them up. Uh, that were basically showing that most people access businesses through uh, non-motorized modes of transportation. and so Or, or public transit, I guess, is, is a motorized mode of transportation. It's uh, the only sustainable one. So studies have shown that, yeah, most people are accessing through non-car ways and sort of trying to disprove this business idea that everybody arrives by car. So anyway, the open streets show really shows that when you get a lot of people out there walking around, you know, it's really, really good for business. And, uh, and it's a great atmosphere and community, you know, car exhaust all over the place. People want to hang out. And when they do that, they spend more money. And, and it's all, you know, great stuff. It's very safe, and all, all that all that wonderful stuff. So, um, so anyway, um, here are some interviews. And um, that's it. Uh, well, first I'll start off with, with me just... Um, just a little clip of me um, explaining where I am uh, while I'm riding my bicycle, which um, recording while riding a bicycle, probably not the best idea just because of the wind. Um, but but I had a lot of fun. Um, I did not need a helmet, so I, was, I had the wind in my hair, and it was great. I talked to people from Metro Transit, which operates the region's buses and trains. Uh, I spoke to someone from the Public Works Department, from the... Uh, Minneapolis Bicycle Coalition from Spokes, which is a community bike shop, uh, from Bike Walk for Twin Cities, which is administering a program of installing bike infrastructure, uh, Nice Ride, which is the bike sharing program in the in the city, uh, for which I now work, uh, but I 
was not working for them at the time of the interview, as as you can you can tell how by that uh, how that's working out. Um, and the uh, the sculpture garden had a little fundraising thing, I guess. Um, the Hennepin County Medical Center, which is one of the local hospitals, was there, um, and there was a, they had a balance ball, uh, one of those like giant, basically looks like a beach ball, but it's much stronger. And apparently, you're supposed to see if you can stand on it. And uh, I was not so good, um, as you'll hear, but um, that's coming up near the end. And then the final interview is um, with the Bicycle Alliance of Minnesota, and they had a bike rodeo, which was uh, just basically. Uh, well, you'll hear about it, um, but it's a fun event for kids. Um, so a fun time was had by all, and it was a good event. And I think, uh, you know, I, I went to a couple of the others as well, uh, the other Open Streets events. And uh, for some reason, I haven't gotten around to doing the editing on this show, so I had to finally do that. So I will put uh, links to all the uh, organizations and people that I spoke with in the show notes, so you can you can check that out. Um, one important omission, and this sort of delayed me a little bit, was that um, I attended the Brompton U.S. Championship in the morning, and that um, was a really fun event, and uh, I'll talk more about it uh, after the uh, interviews, um, but it was, uh, I had a great time, and uh, basically it was just a race uh, open to Brompton folding bikes, and uh, which is, you know, sort of fun, and it's kind of hilarious having like 30 people racing on Bromptons. Um, I'll talk about that at the end, but that was that was uh, the beginning of the day, and then after that, I just started riding and walking around, and uh, yeah. So the audio quality isn't always the greatest because there's just a lot of noise, and uh, in a couple of cases, I was talking while riding my bike, which uh, generally not a good idea because of wind. Um, so I'll try not to do that again. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna play some of the interviews, and first, uh, first starting off with uh, with me. Uh, saying stupid stuff while riding my bike down the middle of Lindale. I'm here on Lindale Avenue South at the Open Streets, Minneapolis. Um, it's my first such event in Minneapolis, um, but I've done it in other cities here. I see uh, this this uh, four-lane street um, and more. Um, it's a car parking on it as well. And uh, there's, you know, this is normally a pretty awful street to be on, uh, even though a lot of businesses are here and you need to access it. Um, but right now it's, uh, it's closed to motor vehicles of all kinds and um, a bunch of tents set up and... Uh, sort of like a festival atmosphere. Lots of people out on bikes, and uh, and some people walking around as well. And uh, everybody's having a good time, from what I can see. Going to uh, try to talk to some people and see what's going on. It's an interesting weekend in Minneapolis here because there are a lot of businesses still without power from the storms that knocked over dozens upon dozens of trees over the weekend. Two separate storms, and um, but a lot of people are outside and uh, having a good time and. There's some places that do have power. Uh, I sort of originally found out about this event through the U.S. the, the Brompton U.S. Championship, which I was doing. It's a Brompton folding bike race, and those of you who have been listening for a while know that uh, the bike that I ride is a Brompton folding bike. And so this morning we started off with a six-mile race. Uh, it's my first bike race, actually, and um, I had a lot of fun. I did not win, but uh, I, uh, I came sort of close to being a finalist for the uh, fastest folder competition, um, which I had to fold my bike very rapidly, um, and that was kind of fun. Um, and the whole thing was really fun. They had a whole bunch of stuff going on, and um, really fun event, and I'm going to try to talk to some people about that if uh, people are still around in, in a little bit. So I'm at the Metro Transit booth. Uh, tell me your name and what's going on here. Uh, my name is Josh Lee. I am a transit information representative uh, working the Metro Transit table. And we are demonstrating the uh, how to use the bike racks to people. Cool. And um, yeah, so we're seeing right here. Pull it down. And uh, we just had a recumbent use it. Yes. And, uh, yeah, because the big thing that we like to do having is to have the rack in a non-stressful situation. Because a lot of people's biggest issue when they when they are approaching a bus is that they don't want to hold it up. They hold up the bus. They're afraid everyone's looking at them. But with this one, you know, it's you know, something that they can take all the time they need. And then we can also show that it doesn't take long, even when you've never done it before. Right. 
Yeah, it's a pretty quick process, and, uh, except for this bike looks like it's a little too long here and it's yeah. uh, not going to fit. Yeah. That's a kind of a bummer. A pointer gore yeah. into that Dutch bike stuff. You need adjustable bike racks. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to work. So, I'm all for that. Yeah. Adjustable, right? Yeah. Um, we're like a little trailer, you know, behind. It's like, hey, we can only do so much, right? I mean, some of us, you know, like to joke that, um, you know, with the bike rack, it's like, it's all, it only really works if not a lot of people use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, well, until you until you need it, and then they, you know, the next next three four buses have got uh, you know, got two bikes on the racks. And... Right, right. We are also promoting the commuter challenge, and uh, it's a thing we do every year where um, we ask folks to challenge themselves to ride their bike or ride a bus, maybe walk or telework one time instead of driving alone. Uh, it's really just to try to get a single occupancy vehicle off the road one time. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it's not always uh, challenging for everyone, but some people though, they you know, their day is built around driving their car alone and. Getting, you know, getting them out one time can sometimes show that uh, it's really not that bad or you know, there's some things that there are to like about it. Yeah, because a lot of times it's a challenge. It's hard. You know, people are, are used to the car or they may have preconceptions about the bus or mm -hmm. worries and they, and they get on and, you know, they might take it because they're, you know, can't afford gas or whatever and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I can read. I, I love this. and relax, yeah. you know. So, cool. Exactly. Well, thanks for being out here. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll uh, see, talk to you soon. So I'm at the Bike Walk Twin Cities table, and it uh, looks like you are the Bike Walk Ambassadors. Well, actually, so I could start off with that part, okay. just so you're... Uh, yeah. So this, this um, the Bike Walk Ambassadors um, was uh, a, a program funded by Bike Walk Twin Cities. Um, it was run through the Minneapolis Public Works Department. Um, so the tent that's here is sort of, you know, this is this, the Ambassador Program started in 2008, and it's now sort of not, not quite existing anymore, so it was an effort to educate educate or provide education and outreach for um, bicycling and walking, encouraging people to bike and walk more, you know, bicycle education, stuff like that, um, working with employers. Um, now, um, Minneapolis, the city of Minneapolis is, uh, you know, primarily the effort is through the public works department in terms of like our public works engineering type stuff. So, um, the the tent still says bike walk ambassadors, but the the <laughs> the city is no longer quite the ambassador program isn't quite operating the same way it used okay. to. So yeah. So what what are you focusing on right these days? And what are you doing here? Maybe. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm my name's David Peterson. Um, I work for the city of Minneapolis Public Works Department in um, the traffic and parking services division uh, in the bicycle and pedestrian office. Um, we. Uh, have all sorts of different efforts that we're working on these days. The, the reason that we're here today is that the city of Minneapolis um, is the manager for a grant from the uh, Partnership for a Healthier America, which is sort of like Blue Cross Blue Shield National, uh, to put on four play streets events, they're called, and we call them Open Streets in Minneapolis. And we hired the Bike Coalition as our contractor to work on Open Streets this year. So, um, in addition to, to the Bike Coalition uh, providing you know, the, the project management for and the volunteer effort for doing the open streets. Um, the city is providing about $50,000 in in-kind services to make these things happen. So all the barricades that you see everywhere, all the traffic control support, all the um, solid waste type stuff, that's all the city of Minneapolis spending its own money to uh, support these events. Very cool. cool. So, But besides that, the office itself is, you know, we work on all sorts of different things. Um, you know, I work on all sorts of uh, bicycle and uh, primarily bicycle projects um, as they relate to the city's maintenance program. So when we have maintenance either on existing bikeways that we put them back properly uh, or if we have streets that are undergoing major maintenance so like resurfacing type projects and they're designated as future bikeways on the bicycle master plan that we get a bikeway put in. Um, Cool. So you sort of review all the projects that are coming up, and you know. well, I kind of manage the the bicycle end of it because right. what ends up happening when we do street maintenance is if there are, there's no intervention to, to do things in a particular way, we'll just end up putting them back as they were before. So, um, you know, that's that's what the new the city coordinator, the the bike and pedestrian coordinator, that's what the coordination part is about because we have all sorts of different groups working on these types of projects. Mm -hmm. You know, we have street maintenance goes in and does the and does the, uh, you know, resurfacing of the road. Uh, you know, the traffic and parking services division goes back in and paints it and does the signing. Um, if there are bigger capital projects like road reconstruction, there's another division of public works called transportation planning and engineering. Um, so the, the coordinator office, which is based in traffic and parking services, kind of liaises with all these different groups, as well as other parts of the city, like community planning, economic development, 
you know, various uh, people who are just interested in improving the bikeway network around the city or the pedestrian network around the city, uh, working with neighborhoods. There's all sorts of different angles. It's a lot of a lot of different things. Um, you know, we've we've done a lot of work with um, with uh, research uh, recently. Things like. Um, uh, the bicycle crash report that came out this year, sort of identifying what over the last 10, 11 years, what types of crashes um, occur between bicycles and motor vehicles, where they happen, why they happen, and then we're at, out of that we've developed a, a safety campaign to inform motorists and bicyclists about where they happen, why they happen, um, and, uh, and hopefully some you know, also to work with the police follow. department. Yeah, and some street, maybe street yeah, but design the, the, changes possibly. But the design changes don't come out of the crash report necessarily, okay. I and mean, we can understand why they happen. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, okay. there, there's a possibility of that kind of thing. I mean, assuming yeah. that you're probably not seeing the numbers oh, that would okay. really cause that, you know, trigger that response. So, you know. Yeah, well, you know, we know where the high crash intersections are, for instance. So we know, you know, it's, it's worth putting effort into some of those spots to try to figure out how we can alleviate a crash problem at those kinds of places. Cool. Um, so, you know, a future effort going forward is to take a look at the um, pedestrian crashes and see where those are happening. Because we have a lot more pedestrians than we have bicyclists in the city. Yes. It's not, really, it's not really a group that gets talked about as much. You're not a pedestrian, you know, in the same way that bicyclists identify themselves as part of a group. Um, there are a lot more crashes, I'm sure, than we have with bicycle crashes, as well as more fatalities for pedestrians um, than we have for bicyclists. So it's an important yeah. group that, that we don't talk about all that much sometimes. So, well, thank you for talking about it. Yeah, sure. There might be better, though. No, I'm not. Uh, you I, can both I, talk. I it's all good. Crazy we can, accent. You go first. Okay. Be open. Uh, all right. So first, I should say that I'm at the Minneapolis Bike Coalition table, and you are? Catherine. And I'm Sarah. Hi, Catherine and Sarah. So what's going on over here today? Minneapolis Coalition, we put on this event. So at this table specifically, we are just talking to people about what we do, which is advocating for safer biking and bicycle rights in Minneapolis. Uh, oh, and uh, what's what's uh, what are some of the things that you're working on? The big thing right now is pop-up or cycle tracks, and we have a pop-up one over there where um, it's a protected bike lane, and we're trying to get them in on Minnehaha and Washington. That's our big push right now. So we're showing people what a cycle track is because the term is kind of misleading. So it's a bike lane that's actually protected by some sort of physical barrier. So it's safer biking, more inviting. Um, but other than that, we you know host rides, we um, host happy hours where we have people from the bicycle community come and talk about current issues. Cool. Yeah. Have, um, yeah, I love the pop-up cycle track, and yes. um, I'm not sure what the beanbag toss is. Uh, how that relates? That's to trans- just to draw people in, <laughs> and we're <laughs> kids love it, and then yeah. we're giving away stickers and um, bicycle pens. As cool. And you guys put on this event, and did a lot of the work put on the event, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. We. Um, there's a couple groups involved, but we're one of the big ones that helped to get it organized and put on. There's four this year. It started with just one, and now it's going to four. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, uh, just want to quickly tell us about Bikeways for Everyone? Yes, and actually, they would, down with the cycle track, they'll know better, but Bikeways for Everyone is a campaign that we are doing um, that's hoping to get um, 30 miles of cycle track in Minneapolis by 2020. And so Minnehaha in Washington is what we're focusing on now. Cool. We're starting from right now is basically the starting point? Yeah. This year is our first year with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah, and, uh, thank you. It's a fun, a fun time. Lots yeah. of people out on the street. I, I like yeah, it. Yeah, there's tons of people here. It's great. Yeah. And cool. the weather held out, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was lucky. I'm gonna yeah. bring my skates to the next one. Cool. So, awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. I was wondering if you want to talk about the pop-up cycle track for the transit podcast. Uh, oh, sure. Okay, um, so this is, this is uh, it looks like a cycle track here. Um, it is. But it's not a permanent feature. No, it's a pop-up. Uh, it was built by Minneapolis Bicycle Coalition volunteers. Um, Andrew Kunzel and Chrissy Lee kind of were the organizers of that. Cool. And what's the, what, like, why? Why? Um, well, one of our big goals for the Minneapolis Bicycle Coalition is to see cycle tracks, um, a network of cycle tracks throughout Minneapolis. They're, they feel safer, 
they protect cyclists from interacting with car traffic and uh, we're trying to see them on Washington Avenue which you've probably heard about the reconstruction there mm -hmm. as well as Minnehaha Avenue um, there's something that's happening in a lot of other cities like Chicago and New York and we really feel that Minneapolis needs them uh, we need bikeways for everyone where everyone can feel comfortable not just the people that are comfortable riding on Lindale when traffic's out during peak periods but people who are out here today who maybe don't bike all the time would feel comfortable in something like this. I mean just looking out here you see like thousands of people on the street today and it's like you know it doesn't these people aren't out every day on their bikes and there right, must be something yeah. reason for that. Yep so we're hoping that cycle tracks would be something that would get people that are out here just leisurely enjoying the day on their bike who feel comfortable when there's no cars would feel comfortable with that barrier from traffic. Cool. Um, yeah. So thank you for thank you for putting this in here. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, looks like people are loving it. Maybe I'll go talk to some of them. Yeah. Definitely. Talk to them. Talk to Andrew. Right. He helps build them. Uh, there's a nursery oh, okay. that I think deserves credit for the plants and stuff. So. Oh, cool. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Would you like to talk about the pop-up cycle track for the transit podcast? Yeah, that'd be great. So, so this is the pop-up cycle track, and Nicole was just telling me about it, and uh, people seem to be enjoying it. Yeah. I hear you yeah. helped put it together. Yeah, we did. We had a really fun time building all the uh, materials for it. Um, but it's a, it's a great example on a beautiful day here to educate people on... Um, the other options that are out there for protected bicycle facilities and give them a brief taste of an experience of a dedicated spot for a bike with no threat of uh, you know, pedestrians in your spot or vehicles. And this is a city with a lot of trails, and which is which is wonderful. But this day, I always thought the streets were a little lacking in terms of bicycle infrastructure. And this is kind of the hybrid. It get, pe get give people a taste, and uh, everybody seems to love it. Yeah, it's um, I I think Robin over here said it best. We said that we have hundreds of miles of trails to nowhere. That uh, we do for the <laughs> casual cyclist. It is an amazing city to be able to go around beautiful routes, beautiful trails. Uh, but to get to some serious points for a utilitarian cyclist, uh, it is lacking safe alternatives, um, and we've kind of hit the threshold of um, you know, people that are comfortable riding in the streets do ride in the streets here and ride on the shoulders and are fine with that. But to really Thanks increase the uh, ridership yeah. and take it to the next level and uh, make it safe fun. for everyone, this is a great opportunity for them to see what other types of yeah. Let me, let me things are out there. Cool. And it's great for everyone. I mean, I, I ride on the street, but, you know, I still, uh, I want I want it to be safer, protected, you know, cycle tracks. I want cycle tracks, too, so. Yeah, and this, this, this <laughs> we all want right it. here is you, you, yeah. it's the perfect opportunity for people to come out without the fear of cars and really be themselves and how they would like to get from point A to point B. Yeah. So you have people riding the way they would like to ride, which is uh, free, free from the fear of getting hit by a car, basically. Yeah. And this allows them to experience it and what it would be in an everyday activity, not just because the streets closed, but because the city has proactively created a place for them to safely ride. Right. So oh, okay. And the sun finally yeah. came out, too. So yes, yes. Everything awesome. about today is great. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for your time. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, thanks for doing this. Now, uh, next person who comes through, I'm going to try to talk to you. All right. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, so, if they want to stop. They may want to stop. It's really, it's really fun to see the families come through. Where you know yeah. they would not be out on the street on a normal day. Right, right. Yeah, but you don't see uh, this many people out. There's got to be some reason these thousands of people aren't out there every day. So. Yeah, exactly. This, yeah. We'll try to eliminate the excuses they'd have for not doing it. So, yeah. uh, so the next big phase is hey. the city. How's the cycle track? Excellent. How's the cycle track? I like the cycle track. You like it? Awesome. They like it in the back, too. <laughs> they don't look like it. <laughs> Who wants to show some support for cycle tracks? Just signing a petition. <laughs> All right. How's the ride? How's the ride? There's, there's the what? Sorry. Hey, do you like the cycle track? So it's like a bike lane. With a partition, is that the whole idea? Yeah. It's the idea. It's a partition, either whether it's a parking lane or some kind of barrier so you're separated from the vehicles. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. I've ridden in New York and they have some of them. When I was in Barcelona and they had tons of them. It was so awesome. Oh, well, we're going to get them here. What? <laughs> we're going to get them here. Oh, good. The safety of a bike path would be realistic. The you know, efficient path of a bike How's the cycle track? You like it? They look like they like it. I do. I do track in my neighborhood.
How's the cycle track? Um, it's awesome, I want one. You want one? All right, me too. <laughs> How's the cycle track? Awesome. Hello. Oh, I got a couple people. Okay, good. No, it's really stopped, but that's okay. <laughs> it's fun. I've rode in it before. Uh, I am with Spokes. We are a nonprofit bike organization located in the Seward neighborhood. We offer an open space for people to come work on their bikes free of charge. Uh, we have a fully functioning bike service shop, uh, as well as a branch of the Hubs bike shop attached to our building where people can buy used bicycles or new parts and things like that. Uh, we also offer uh, weekly learn-to-ride classes. Uh, we offer an earn-a-bike program, as well as volunteer hours where people can earn credit towards a bicycle or towards used bike parts, things like that. Awesome. And you can probably get a wide variety of people. Yes, we uh, primarily focus on on the East African community, and we primarily work in the Seward neighborhood, Phillips neighborhood, and Cedar Riverside. Okay, and the, the, that's a uh, you know, very large East African community over there? Yes, yes, very large East African community, and basically the goal of our organization is just to get more people biking. Awesome. Yeah. I have seen your shop before and I just never had a chance to actually stop in. Yeah, and we uh, actually have a couple, we also have learner bikes for people to use, and that's what these are right here, is if somebody wants to ride down the cycle track and doesn't have a bike, they can use one of these. Perfect. Yeah. Competing with Nice Ride. But this is actually uh, great, so. Well, actually, we, <laughs> Nice Ride is model. one of our partners, too. Yeah. Um, I love Nice Ride. And they actually gave us these helmets. Oh, ooh, a Nice Ride helmet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't see one of those. Um, cool. Yeah, we've partnered with Nice Ride before. Nice. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks, Jeff. I'm going to keep moving. All right. So I'm at the uh, Bike Walk Twin Cities table. Yeah. And you are? My name is Mike Strelka. I'm an intern with uh, Bike Walk Twin Cities, a program of uh, transit for local communities. And we're just out here promoting uh, many of the new routes that have uh, been built in the last couple of years and are still, in some cases, being constructed for, it's through this uh, national uh, transportation pilot, pro national non-motorized transportation pilot program. And that, that it, tell us what, what that is, because uh, some sure. people may not know. It's a program of transit for little communities funded by the Federal Highway Administration. Basically, uh, they gave us a grant to uh, install these new bike infrastructure and other programs such as uh, bike community bike centers like the U of M Bike Center, the Spokes Bike Walk Center, as well as uh, like the Nice Ride Bike Share was also something supported by this program. And basically our job is to report back on how successful it was. Cool, and how, how successful has it been? It's been very successful. I mean, Minneapolis is the number one biking city in America, thanks uh, from Bicycling Magazine. So I consider that a great success. Well, so you're just out here just promoting uh, your work and just trying to get people involved? Yeah, we're, uh, we've got a, couple, got a couple maps of some of our new projects. That's the thing is that once, we, once something gets put in, we want to make sure people know about it so that they can start using it and start to realize that biking and walking are more than just fun and recreational, that these are actually viable transportation options. Right. That's awesome, yeah, and I actually have a, I have a button that I took, it's uh, I Love the Bus. Yeah, which, I Love uh, the Bus. It's awesome, so, yeah, so thank you for, for your time. Sure, and, uh, thanks for coming by. I'm at the Nice Ride table. This is Nice Ride Minnesota, which is the bike sharing program. And uh, why don't you maybe tell us who you are, what you're doing here? Sure, my name is Sarah Loggison, and I am the events coordinator for Nice Ride. Today, we're at Open Streets, uh, just kind of trying to get people to sit on the bikes, try them out, learn more about how bike share works. This kind of event is perfect for it because uh, it really you know, gets people out, out of their cars. It's just sort of our, our big goal is to offer alternative transportation op options uh, here in Minneapolis and St. Paul. And you get a lot of people that you think don't know about it? You know, it's surprising how many people see the bikes but don't know how the system works. Uh, the bikes are bright green and we have 170 stations and about 1,500 bikes, so you can't not see them. Uh, but mo most people just kind of look at them and they don't try them out, they don't, you know, get on the bikes. So events like this really help demystify what bike share is and um, explain some of the costs and, and those kind of things to folks. Cool. And um, you have the slow ride here. 
We do. So one way to kind of have some fun with the bikes um, is to have people do a slow race, which is a race of three contestants on nice ride bikes. The slowest one wins. They're not allowed to put their feet down. They have to try to stay in their own lanes, which are chalked out here on the street. Um, it's a lot harder than it looks. Uh, but it's kind of nice, especially for people who are cyclists who are used to being on a road bike or commuter bike, to kind of see how our bikes feel differently. They're made for urban commuting. They're a little heavier, more sturdy. Um, they're kind of position people upright so they can look around and see traffic easier. So it's kind of cool for people to explore what the bikes feel like. Um, this is a great way to do it. And it's funny. It's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did it. I don't know if you remember. I did it like a half an hour ago, and I uh, I went uh, out of bounds. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's hard It's hard to maintain a straight line. And, and this year, we actually put a bit of a curve in the in the lanes to make it even more challenging. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully you have pictures because my camera is dead. Yes. So, I think we've got good documentation. We'll put some of this up on our Facebook page. All right. Cool. I'll look forward to checking that out. Thanks great. for being here. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to be, uh, I just moved to Minneapolis, actually, so I'm going to be signing up very, very soon. Awesome. Yep. It's a really easy sign up online. It is 65 for a year, and uh, we have lots of discounts for students or people in certain neighborhoods, so um, just go to our website and check it out. Awesome. Thank cool. you, sir. Yeah, thank you. There you go. That one works. Hello. Hi. What do we got going on over here? We're playing mini golf. Mini golf. Okay. I want some prizes. Cool. This is for the sculpture garden? Yes. Excellent. See you out here. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. Just touring all the uh, all the booths. See what's going on. There's a lot to see. That's yes. for sure. Yes. Uh, I have to go. I'm due for a visit to the big cherry. So uh, and the other things as well. I think yeah. the cherry is uh, is so. I mean, everybody loves the cherry so much that the it's other iconic, stuff. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Cool. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. Very good. What's going on over here? Well, you want to check your balance? My balance? Yeah. Stand on this. Oh. Okay. I suppose if I could. I can uh, lean it up against here. Yeah. This is the Brompton folding bike. It's a what? It's a Brompton folding bike. Oh. You missed the. You missed the championship this morning. Oh yeah. We had a little race. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, first oh that's there's he's okay, wearing his yes. he's wearing his medal. I saw those numbers on yeah. it. So it was a folding bike yeah. only. Yeah. It must be on there, probably on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. We had we had a folding competition. Oh, oh how fast okay. yes, it fold it up? Yes. Oh fun. That was fun. fun. I almost won it, but yeah. Yeah. so you obviously you so, so I gotta stand on here. Yeah, just stand on two feet. Oh, okay. And then see or you can go right to one. See how long you can stand on one. Okay. This thing here is called a balance ball. Uh, you're supposed to stand on it. It's round. It's like a beach ball, basically. As you can see or hear, uh, I'm probably going to stick to bicycles. I just I would go longer, but I'm just demonstrating. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh huh. It's hard to put like put stay in the same place, you know? Yeah. It's like a lot of movement. <laughs> it's a little more harder than it looks. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Cool. He's a lot better at holding his bike. Yes. <laughs> What's going on over there? It's on part of Hennepin County as well. They're just doing some informational stuff. You can spin the wheel and then they ask you a question. And if you can't answer those questions, you're uh, in a lot of trouble. Oh, okay. Cool. And uh, there's a beanbag toss. All right. Thank you. Congratulations on your big win. Yeah. Oh, yes. I didn't actually win anything. It's just everybody got one of these. <laughs> but I almost won the folding thing. <laughs> I will say I came in fourth. We'll say I came in fourth. They can't prove it. Right? Everybody's a winner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. This is the Bicycle Alliance of Minnesota's uh, bike rodeo station along along the Open Streets events. And, um, the Bicycle Alliance is a uh, the statewide education advocacy um, bike friendly communities bike friendly business organization. Uh, so we're here uh, uh, just trying to get uh, uh, some safety messages and need to know messages in front of a. Uh, as many kids as we can today. Cool. And um, if you had to broadcast a safety message over the internet, what would it be? Um, well, not. Whoa! Drive your bike. Yeah, <laughs> drive your bike. This is written for a 12 year old, but you know, if you're going to broadcast a message, I think that's uh, follow the law. Bicycles are vehicles like cars, the base stop signs and traffic signals. I think that's, you know, that's the most important one right then and there. Because, you know, I've, I've almost been killed in Minneapolis a couple times 
by bicyclists riding, you know, blowing through a stoplight or stop sign at night without lights. So I didn't see them coming, you know, and they should have seen me coming because I always had lights. So, uh, yeah. and so I think these, you know, those are just good messages if you want to just yeah. throw that in your pocket. Be predictable and uh, be aware of what's going on and be visible, yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing is I always, you know, I've talked about, like, I don't really have a hard time giving people trouble for, you know, for going through red lights and stuff, but, you know, at the very least, like, don't Slow down. be reckless. Slow down. Yeah. Yield the right away. Just yeah. be a decent human being kind of thing. Right, you know? right, so, uh, right. Yeah. But I have no problem with people who, you know, follow every red light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's fine. Right, right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we got to you know, more, more civility out in the streets. Right, right. And, you know, if you're doing this for fitness, you might as well stop at a stop sign. It's good exercise. There you go. <laughs> Get some water, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. that stopping and starting, it teaches the uh, balance skills, and you get yeah. to, uh, you know, try to do track stands and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. when I see people riding, I get the impression, watching them, I get the impression that the only rule is don't stop. <laughs> That's a rule for some like people. Like rodeo customers? Yeah, it's Come a rule. on in. Our course is back here. Oh, oh. wow. Oh. Come on around. Do you want to give a shot, Toby? Put on your helmet there. Yep. Buckle your helmet. I'm going to watch the bike rodeo here. Give it a shot, Toby. Nice to you can start right over here. You can do whatever way you want. Yep. <laughs> so here's the bike rodeo going on, and uh, there's we're, we're being uh, taught that the rule of the rodeo is that you have to ride. There's a couple different challenges. One of them is uh, riding in a straight line. It's just uh, two white lines about a foot apart, and it's running for about 100 feet. And uh, this person here, probably under the age of 10, is having a hard time in a straight line. And here's the next contestant uh, doing much better. Um, she has a small bike with white tires, <laughs> pink bike, and she stayed in the white line. And here's a scooter, person on a kick scooter. Seems to be doing a good job. And then it gets a little more tricky as you get a couple of turns introduced. Fun. You riding the Brompton race? Today? Yes, I did. It was fun. Yeah, I just rode a demo one. They're pretty. Uh, oh, cool, yeah. They're pretty neat. Yeah, had it for like a year, and uh, I'm glad they did it. <laughs> it's just it was a lot of fun this morning. See those red cones? <laughs> oh, you got to go in between them. Oh, that's tricky. <laughs> nice, Lily. Keep it up. Hey. Designed for a kid's bike. So my bike is pretty short, so I can, yeah. uh, I can yeah. do it. You gotta remember to take turns. Ah. <laughs> Oopsies. It's a figure eight. I can go on forever. Yeah. Oh, I can't exit. There's a car! in the way. Uh -oh. you gotta stop. It's the uh, cargo bike. Yep. How is the cargo bike? It's great. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, can you take two kids in there? Three. Three. Wow. Or more. That's impressive. I've heard of five. Huh. I, I haven't done five, but my neighbor has. I assume it takes a little getting used to. It's actually really, really easy. Oh, cool. It's much easier than you think. I had a hard time with it when I tested it in Chicago. Oh, really? <laughs> so maybe it was just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think it. I mean, my kids all probably weigh about all together one. the extra cycle? It's good, it's big, it's heavy. <laughs> it's starting to rethink things without the kids on it, but yeah, it's yeah, always fun. It helps to uh, get things around town if you need to. That does it for the interviews from Open Streets. Uh, I think that was a sol solid show. And I uh, hope you enjoyed that and uh, enjoyed what you heard. And hopefully the audio wasn't too bad. I, I think it was actually pretty good. Um, so I... At the end, I, I ended up at the Brompton, uh, or the Calhoun Cycle table. Uh, Calhoun Cycle is the local bike shop that sells Bromptons and was sponsoring the race. And um, so the the race was was very exciting. It was the beginning of the morning, and um, actually the th this day was Sunday. And uh, on the Saturday, we had gone 
uh, there were a couple of rides that were hosted and then we had a little concert in the evening and, um, I was a little disappointed that we did not have a uh, bicycle generated power, um, but for the concert, but it was nice that, um, we didn't have amplification. So, um, because there was a power outage, um, the, on that Friday night, there was a really, really bad storm and, uh, it knocked out power to much of the city. And, uh, I heard over a thousand trees, uh, were down in different places. And still, this is a couple months later and still I walk around and I see there are a couple of places that, uh, there are some places around the city that where there are trees uprooted that still haven't been completely cleaned up. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, pretty intense stuff. And, um, but so we had, anyway, so Saturday we had, there were a couple of rides, uh, different places in the region and the city, um, because a bunch of people were visiting from out of town. There were, I believe about somewhere around between 30 and 50 people competing in the race. And, um, yeah, it was a, it was a great time. We, we started, um, Sunday morning, you know, we showed up, uh, we got numbers and everything. And, um, we started at Lindale and 34th, um, which is a, so the table, there was, um, it's a two lane, it's two lanes in each direction plus a parking lane, which of course was empty because the street was closed to cars. And, uh, there was a big, big grass median in the middle. So what we had to do, we started at 34th and we went up to 31st. Um, we have very long blocks in Minneapolis. So, um, in many cities that would be six blocks. Um, here it was, it was three. Um, so we went up to, from 31st, from 34th up to 31st, we had to make a U-turn and we went down to 35th and to make another U-turn. And then, um, and we've repeated that six times. Um, so, or six, yeah, six miles, right? That was a, the complete loop was, uh, was one mile. So, um, it was interesting and we had to make a, you know, very, sh- uh, sharp turns, basically making a U-turn at a uh, pretty high speed. And, uh, so it was a fun experience and, um, I'm going to see if I can get pictures up uh, on my website and, uh, for the Brompton race. And if I forget, please email me, uh, feedback at criticaltransit.com and I'll try to get on that. Um, but so yeah, everybody had a great time. And then we, after, after the race, uh, which obviously I did not win, um, I actually, um, was wearing, you had to wear, the requirements were that you had to, um, have a Brompton and you had to wear, um, a jacket and a tie. Um, so they didn't, uh, he didn't specify anything about, uh, pants or anything or shoes. You could wear whatever shoes you want. Some people had, uh, clip in pedals. Um, and so, yeah, you could, you had to wear a jacket and, and tie. So of course, you know, I went out to Goodwill and a uh, local thrift shop and just, just got a, you know, the cheapest jacket that I could find, uh, because I don't work in the office anymore. So I don't have these things ready. So I just just grabbed what I could find, but there was there was actually a competition for the best dressed uh, person, and so we uh, actually I think uh, one male, one female, the best dressed. So um, that was really awesome, and the people who were best dressed were, were really cool, um, especially in the women's category. Um, it was there's one woman who was wearing like basically white and purple outfit and with that awesome hat, and it was just really cool. Um, and a bunch of people were, were, uh, really nicely dressed as well. So everybody had a good time, uh, both during and after the race and then, uh, with the rides on Saturday and just hanging out. I met some cool people from other cities and, uh, and I know a few people who ride Bromptons around Minneapolis, which is, uh, not too common. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, and well, it was increasing cause, uh, sometimes it's, it's not that rare that I see another Brompton on the street and I always get really excited. Uh, these days I'm not riding my Brompton so much. I'm, uh, I have a hybrid bicycle that I've been, I've been riding and, uh, I, uh, got a generator for the front, um, spent all my life savings on a, a hub generator. So, um, I can, that powers my lights and, uh, soon I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can put a catch battery onto it to, uh, power my, uh, MP3 player and phone and other things. So that would be pretty exciting. But I still have the Brompton, and uh, it's time for a cleaning of the Brompton, though, because it's, uh, it's a little dirty from uh, a long time of, of touring. And uh, it's not probably not made for that kind of thing. Some of the screws are rusted and things that I need to uh, replace. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, thank you so much for listening. You can find all the show notes at criticaltransit.com, including a list of all the people and places that I, or organizations that I interviewed today. 
um, you can please send me email feedback at criticaltransit.com or connect with me via Facebook or Twitter at Critical Transit. Um, and I really want to hear from you. Uh, it's a little weird talking to myself in uh, front of a computer at a desk in my apartment. So, uh, yeah, I want to hear from you. Uh, who are you? What are you doing? And uh, what do you have to share that I can share with the world? Or um, the handful of people that are listening to this show. Um, it's more than a handful, and I'm really grateful for that. But, um, yeah, so tell your friends. Um, tell other people that may not know about the show. And, uh, and if you like what you hear, uh, please consider supporting the show by making a donation on, on the website. Um, that helps me buy better equipment and pay for the costs of doing the show. So thank you for your support, and uh, keep on pushing those pedals. This is Abdominal. Yo, it's Abdominal. Einstein on the beat. Push a pedal. Put my foot to the pedal, slip it in a basket. No helmet, so maybe I'll end up in a casket. Prematurely, yo, knock on oak abdominal. Rocking on spokes, resting a rubber by Continental on a vintage frame from a Yeti made of metal mid 80s. Factory pink with a white trim. Not following, I know cycling, my man. Legs like Tyson's, 31 years old, still don't have my driver's license for real. So the automobile and big ups to all those people pushing those two wheels. Before I had this mic career, I was on the streets hustling as a white courier. Now I'm catching transatlantic flights, but when the tour is done, it's back on the bike. Climbing a sense, so when I'm rhyming my breath, never ending like as if I had a mind for a chest. Treat a beat like the Tour de France versus earning me the yellow jersey like Lance. Uncontested champ with consecutive wins. Clockwise wheel motion like a record that spins all day in the saddle till my touch hurts. Ab certified pedal I'm a pusher. pedal pusher. Push pedals like crazy. For me to be, I'm a pedal pusher. Push pedals all day, B. For me to be, I'm a pedal pusher. Push pedals like Daisy. For me to be, I'm a pedal pusher. I push pedals and I take my dust with a soft and settle. A little cross country on a chain, get a fresh rag, wipe down a frame, ready to go. Tie my army pants at the knees. I already have enough pants covered in grease. Slip on a disc, man, eyes so sharp, they do the listening while supplying vision at the same time. Waste no time to slide my ride into a break in the line of traffic. Don't ask me why, man. For some reason, I need a matchstick in between my lips to help me concentrate till I hit that zone where there's no need to contemplate. Every movement, muscle memory, computing conclusions quicker than the thinking mind. Strictly relying on instincts to wind through this river of chronic exhaust pipes, potholes, pigeons, street contracts you could slip in, pedestrians, potential door prizes, pretty girls to divert your eyes at that crucial juncture. And of course, the constant possibility of a puncture, pollution to make your lungs strain. All the same, the country lane, not the same rush as biking in rush hour. Hit the florist if I want to touch flowers. That's for old people on bike tours. I'm in a city flying over sewers. Not the fastest on a straightaway, but in downtown traffic, I'll lay you the way straight up, man. So don't test my metal. My name's Domino, and I push pedals. I'm a pedal pusher, push pedals like crazy. For me to be, I'm a pedal pusher, push pedals all day, B. For me to be, I'm a pedal pusher, push pedals like Daisy. For me to be, I'm a pedal pusher. I push pedals and I take my dust when it's all pretty set. Armstrong, you could see him on the bicycle flying down, lands down. Yeah.